This is a big timing comedy production. Welcome backstage. Uh, I'm here to interview Black Sabbath. I'm a journalist. VIP only. Groupies sleep with rock stars because they want to be near someone famous. We're here because of the music. We are bandits. Are you jumping or am I undermedicated? You're listening to Backstage Pass with Meredith Marks. I'm with the band, okay? Welcome to episode seven of Backstage Pass with Meredith Marks. I'm your host, Meredith Marks. Thanks again for joining us. And I never imagined that when I went to Meriwether Post Pavilion on June 23rd this past summer, um, that I would go backstage and meet the guests that we have on tonight. And this is somebody who has been playing with the Peter Frampton Band for almost 14 years. I met him through... My good friend Kenny Lee Lewis through the Steve Miller band and they were touring with the Peter Frampton band and they came to Meriwether Post and boom, we all became uh, friends and he's an amazing guy and I'm very excited to have him as a guest on our show. Uh, tonight's local flavor is going to be a, a band that I really like that is kind of outlaw country and southern rock. Really cool out of Baltimore. Their name is Notel Motel, so stay tuned for them. And we are excited to kick off this episode with a couple of our amazing sponsors. This episode of Backstage Pass being brought to you by Cassie Denton Photography. That's C-A-S-I Denton Photography. She's on Facebook at Cassie Denton Photography or online at CassieDentonPhoto.com. Just mention Backstage Pass. She'll give you 10% off of your total package. She's located in the Baltimore area. She takes photography sessions for families, animals, engagements, weddings, pregnancy reveals, just about anything. Great photographer. Again, CassieDentonPhoto.com. Okay, it's been all over the internet, and I'm really excited to partner up with FabFitFun.com. Uh, Four times a year, seasonally, they send out these amazing boxes filled with full-size premium products for your hair, your skin, your nails. They send you scarves if it's fall or winter, and it's seasonal, so you can get anything that's fabulous, anything that's for fit, like yoga bags or yoga mats, and anything really that's fun, like jewelry, and it's valued at $200 but you only pay $49.99, but guess what? You don't pay $49.99. If you mention the code backstage, they will give you $10 off of your box. Boom. So you get this box sent to you, right? I'm waiting for my fall box. I am so excited to open this box and see all the goodies inside. You can partake in that, women and men. If you're looking for something to get your girls, this is it. This is the FabFitFun.com box. Go to FabFitFun.com and put in Backstage for $10 off. FabFitFun.com. All right, welcome to Backstage Pass with Meredith Marks. And I'm really excited to have my guest on tonight because 
back on June 23rd at Meriwether Post Pavilion in Columbia, Maryland. I went to see the amazing Kenny Lee Lewis backstage with the Steve Miller Band and the Peter Frampton Band and uh, bumped into this guy at the pool in the brand new backstage area at Meriwether Post Pavilion, handed me his album. Uh, usually, you know, I, when I get handed albums, I don't, you know, sometimes I don't make them all the way through or I'll listen, you know, kind of sporadically. I popped this sucker in my car when I was on my way home and I was hooked right from the get-go and I said, I got to have him on my show. So please welcome the keyboardist, guitarist, backing vocals for Peter Frampton, Mr. Rob Arthur. Hey, Meredith. Hey, Hey, Rob. How you doing? Good to see you again. I can see you, by the way. You can see me, really? Yeah, I can. Good, good, good. Good. Yeah. Well, I can't see you. I can hear you, but I'm I'm sure you're there behind that little screen there. That's blocking yes, my view. Um yeah. so it was it was a, it was a strange coincidence to bump into you. Uh backstage, I was I was enjoying and I actually have our meeting on camera. That's uh, right. Yeah, you came you were on you were live, right? Backstage. I was doing a live backstage because they had just finished the backstage area, which I grew up in, um, in Columbia. And, uh, I'm kind of looking around and, and Kenny says, Hey, this is Rob Arthur. And literally on, on live, we, we met and clicked and, um, I've been hooked on you ever since. I'm not going to lie. I love it. I have to say, I'm going to, I'm going to hold it up, you know, um, new way home. I've got it right here. Uh, mm-hmm. With your autograph, thank you so much. Of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been playing Shambhala a little bit. Nice. Let me just tell Good you. Good to hear, Mike. You know, my kids are 10 years old, and I can't tell you how many times we walk around the house singing your songs. Oh, man, I love that. <laughs> See, that's, that's, what a, that's what a songwriter likes to hear, you know. When kids dig it, you know, there there's kind of a childlike element to this, which... We, you know, and um, anyways, um, yeah, my nieces did a little video for my first song, Sing For You. They, just, their dad taped them singing it and they knew all the words and they were doing they're about that age and they were doing like choreography and it's super cool. And it just Aww. made my day. So I love it when I can touch the kids, you know, reach the kids. That's awesome. Well, especially this day and age, because we just watched the, uh, you know, I guess I could say as my show, the shit show of the VMAs. Uh, Kenny wow. and I actually had a conversation about that, and my kids were sitting there on the couch, and they knew the words to some of these rap songs, and I'm going, how? Where yeah. am I going wrong? And then, uh. you know, we get in the car, we put Rob Arthur on, and everything is right with the world. It's much better. <laughs> they, I love it. They're like little sponges right now. They're, they're absorbing everything. They're sucking it all in, yes. and and I'm glad that they're sucking you in, because i got to tell you, you know... Y- I'm starting out. I'm 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 going song by song. I'm I'm loving "Sing for You." Uh, Shambhala, hands down, beats any version that has been out there beforehand. I don't say that lightly. Um, you know, Three Dog Night is amazing. Uh, B.W. Stevenson did a great version of it, but there's just something about yours, man. It, it it's it, you get hooked on it. Um, you, you sing it around the house. You're humming it in the car. Um, I, I, I've got to tell you, I, I love that song. Your version kills it. Well, thank you. You know, I'm not a big cover guy. Uh, my fiance always is encouraging me to do covers. But this, when I was that age, I, I'm, I'm the right age to have grown up with Three Dog Nights, Shambhala. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I just loved Corey Wells. I loved his vocals. I loved the song. Um, and then I found out that Daniel Moore, the guy who wrote it, also wrote the song My Maria, which is kind of a similar song, you know, yeah. Marie, you know, yes, you know, it's the same similar kind of thing on the chorus. But anyways, just I just love the innocence of the song. It, it's always been a cool message. It's a total hippie song. And but I just one day I was in my hotel room and I just came up with this little groove. And that's basically what the track is, is what I made on my laptop in the hotel room. And luckily, my boss, Peter Frampton, happened to be in the next room, and he came over and played some great guitar on it. And and Jason Sheff is on it. Uh, I mean, you know, the hairs just stood up yeah. on the arm. You mentioned his name. I mean, come on. Yeah. Jason's um, my man. We talked about that at Merriweather, you and I, um, how much I love, 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 love Jason Sheff. Uh, one of these days, one of these days, I've got to interview him too because he's just so special to me. Um, but I had to go back. You know, when you listen to an album for the first couple of times and you're absorbing the lyrics and you're absorbing the feel of it and the vibe, um, which I mean, this it's just thrown all over this album. Going back and realizing, you know, who was a part of this. I mean, you've got guys from Thin Lizzy and Alice Cooper. People that have played with Amy Grant, uh, the Late Show with David Letterman, people from Broadway, and we're going to get into all of that. And then you've got you've got Jason Sheff, who was the lead vocalist of Chicago since the '80s. Um, I had to go back and listen, and then you you hear it. I mean, listening really, really hard to Shambhala, and you yeah. go, "Oh yeah!" I mean, well, Jason I does realize- the massive bridge, you know, and. He's got a voice that, you know, I've, I've heard other engineers describe it. It's like it's like a trumpet. You know, you put about six, six to eight tracks of Jason Chef and you can't turn it down enough. It, you, you can keep turning it down and down because it just cuts through the track and it still cuts through the track. He's got this beautiful tenor voice. And anyway, so he does the the bridge. That's all Jason. It's about eight or ten tracks of Jason doing the bridge, which is cool. So. Well, it's beautifully executed. Yeah. And then you keep going through and you get to Painted Sky. You're going to think I'm crazy. I'm listening to it again tonight as I'm coming over to my studio. And and right off the bat, I mean, I, I thought of two people. And, and okay. I don't know if you've ever heard this before. I think you're going to think I'm nuts. Um, but right off the bat, it was like I got Joshua Cadison and I got Louis Armstrong. Yeah. Well, I don't know the first artist to speak of. But, oh, well, you got to um, go. You got to go uh, uh, listen to him because I think you okay. would like him because it's kind of the same. You know, it's a good vibe. Um, and, and it and it really uh, he's got that kind of cool uh, groove like you have. Cool. With with Painted Sky. Yeah, that one was uh, a song that I wrote with my friend Gary Seeger. He's New York guitarist. Fantastic. And. He and I have written a whole bunch of songs together over the years. And um, that one just was, it was, it just happened. You know, we didn't say, hey, let's write a song like this. It's just what his fingers played was that little guitar feel. And then I just started humming some nonsense over the top of it, which became those lyrics. And it just, it just has this cool classic sound. And that's just what happened. We didn't set out to do that, but, and then, uh, so that's, Gary playing guitars and I just kind of did the rest of the track played bass and slapped my knees and you know did some backup vocals and 
there it is. Hey, I caught myself snapping my finger as I'm driving. I mean, which probably yeah. is not the safest thing to do. But how, how do you <laughs> stop yourself when you're listening to this album? I mean, I really want to drive home the fact with people. I mean, this is a this is an album that you can throw into your car on a Sunday driving with your family. And it's like feel good the entire way. You don't have to skip wow. any songs. Every song is just perfect. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I was hoping to hear that from somebody. No, I'm, it's it's. <laughs> I mean that that's like the highest compliment you could have given. So, Aww. I think interview done. Interview done. Bye. <laughs> We're done. No, we have so much more to dive oh. into. <laughs> uh, and I got to tell you, I mean, I growing up in a musical family, I am not one um, that kisses ass or sugarcoats. I tell it as it is. Um, you know, and Mike's shaking his head. He can agree. Uh, okay. So when I love something, I mean, I love something hard. And Good. My friend Rachel, you met her backstage as well. Yep. Uh, yep. We put this on, and the both of us looked at each other, literally leaving Columbia, and we go, holy shit, this is really, really good. Awesome. Well, thanks. Loved it the entire way. And, of course, then you throw in Cry and Shame, um, you know, took well, my money yeah. and took go my ahead. gun. I bet she's out there having some fun. I love that. That's a Peter Frampton. I, he and I wrote that one day in a, on the road. And uh, I had written the, the chorus and kind of the groove, and then we collaborated on the, the verses. And it, it was a pleasure writing with him. I mean, the guy kind of knows how to write a song. so uh, Maybe a little. Yeah. So we that was a quick one. I think, I think it was under two hours from start to finish written, you know, done, you know. And it was just great. It, we just kept it simple, and uh, and then he plays some awesome lead guitar on the track again, which is great. So well, everybody likes it. Likes a song like that that's thrown in. That's got like a little southern grit, like you know. Sure. My woman took my man. You know, took my car and my money. And, that's right. I mean, that's, that's right. And then I mean, I I've, I haven't stopped singing that since. I love that song. Yeah, it's yeah. one of my faves. My fiance loves it too. It's one of her favorites. Cricket loves it, and um, she's like, "Yeah." And and that's, anyways, um, that's that's a vocal that I had done early on, like a demo vocal, right? And I I really couldn't beat it, so I just I just left it because that it had the right feel to it, you know. And uh, so I gotta tell you, I mean, I to be honest, um, I mean, you're a gorgeous man. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I was like backstage, going, "Wow, he's so so <laughs> cute." I did not expect to push play and hear that. Okay, checks in the mail. Um... <laughs> I I really didn't. It was like um, this. It was this rustic, smooth, with a little grit voice, and I I, I love that, Rob. I mean, we need more of that playing on the air because um, it's just so good it's so homegrown you don't get that I mean you can't you can't teach that that's a natural thing um, mm. and and you've got it oh thank you um, I mean clearly I mean you're on tour with Frampton I mean yeah yeah I love well it's that's been a blessing that I've been there for 13 years playing on his stage and uh, you know I can't say enough about that where he he's He's a improvisational musician. He likes a lot of improv on the stage. So we never play the same thing twice. There's kind of the structure of the song. Okay, we're playing Show Me the Way. Here's how it goes. But then 
it'll go left, it'll go right, and you got to be on your toes. And and he likes it that way. And so he's brought so much to my musicianship because, you know, when you're in front of ten thousand people at the Hollywood Bowl and you have no idea what the hell you're going to play, that's a great feeling. That's that's pure improv, you know. And um, he encourages that. And I know I I'm eternally grateful for his influence on my whole musical self you know and uh, it's just been great every year it's just have a blast we have a great band and great time you know well i saw you guys in june it was it was pretty much flawless and we have to make mention of it uh the crowd went crazy when you guys played black hole sun yeah that's a big one um, um have you always had that in your set list i mean well non-set list set list I mean, have you done that pretty much on the regular and then this happened and you see yes. much like a different reaction? I mean, how has oh, that absolutely. transpired? Um, well, you know, it's yeah. Peter put it on his fingerprints CD, which is maybe 14 years ago that came out. He won a Grammy for the CD and also Black Hole Sun was up for a Grammy, just that song. Mm. Um, but anyways, he won for the whole album. So th- I've been in the band 13 years. I've been playing it ever since I've been with him. So it's been a big part of the set. And, you know, of course, with the, with the passing of Chris Cornell, it's, it's completely changed what it brings to the set. Everybody is aware of of the significance of it. And we, I'm sure are bringing a whole different kind of energy to it because of him and the sad passing, you know, of Chris Cornell. And so it's just, it's, you know, I know, I know it's been a real connector that it really connects with many, many audience members, you know, plus it's kind of from a different era than Peter, the song itself. So it grabs a, you know, th- there's a lot of people who recognize that song right. who may not know some of his earlier material, you know, so that's a wonderful thing for the set, you know? I mean, I think you, you hit the nail on the head when you said connecting because being in that audience and after having this tragedy happen, and everybody is aware of it. Um, I definitely felt connected. I felt yeah. like you guys did such a great job with that. Um, I, my, I think I screamed out loud when you guys all of a sudden the backdrop changes and it's his face. Right, right. That really tugs. You know, when you're sitting there and you're feeling it, and it's that moment, and it's mm-hmm. live and it's raw and it's real. Um, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it just, you know, the, it was the whole backdrop and it just changed. We could all hear it. it was collectively in the audience. I'm wondering like on stage, I mean, do you see the difference when like the face drops? Um, oh, absolutely. You can feel it. I mean, there's a feeling to the entire, whether it be an outdoor arena or amphitheater or in a theater, you feel, I, I feel it. I feel this kind of, you know, paradigm shift in the air and everything it's like this is a every there's this kind of gasp there's kind of a a you know a lot of love that pours out you know I don't, it's very you know i i can feel that when we're on stage and it, and you can you can sense it with the audience that there's this whole other we're in this whole other place now you know at that point right so that was the idea was to just do it justice peter Peter does a great job with that song and uh, makes it his own, but beautiful. but it's it's very much the spirit of the Soundgarden rec- recording too. So big time. So you guys just wrapped the tour with the yep. Steve Miller band. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Uh, I became friends with a lot of you, 
and um, following you all on Facebook and the pictures and seeing all the different venues and the cities that you go to. Yeah. All right. We're going to we're going to just hit the uh, the elephant in the room. You said nothing was off limits. So we're going to we're, we're going to touch on it. Uh, back in July, you're at the Treasure Island Resort and Casino in Red Wing, Minnesota. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes people have a bad day. Sometimes the media grabs a hold of a story and twists it and turns it or nails it. We don't know. The, the story was Peter got upset with the cameraman when he panned to a fan that was holding a Frampton Comes Alive album. The story was, according to sources, that he tried to yank the camera. He stormed off stage. Then he came back on after he talked to them and turned the monitors off. My main question, I mean, you know, I'm not here to get the nitty gritty, you know, side of the story, whatever you want to share. But my main question is, I mean, you're a musician on that stage. I'm sure it's not the only time that that has happened. It's just the one that the media grabbed and ran with because with social media and people tweeting and people sharing on Facebook, you know, as a musician, um, you're standing there and you see this happen. How do you react? How do you respond? Well, you know, first of all, you know, okay, I, I got to be, I don't want to talk too much about it, but absolutely, because, you know, but the, the way I put it is this way, we, we construct, you know, the whole band, but Peter and the band, we construct kind of an arc to the show. Okay. And there's, there's, this is how we're trying to give the audience a ride, you know, and and we do that, and you've seen it with Peter. He he uses dynamics. Real, he's a very dynamic player. Sometimes it gets really quiet. Sometimes it's really loud. You know, there's we're listening to each other and jamming, and and we believe that that really pulls the audience in, and that is the appeal of Peter and how he works with this band. You know, there's there's a lot of musicianship going on here, so we we're inviting people to listen, and and unfortunately, what happened at that moment was the the cameraman pan to the audience. Well, so from our from our point of view, we're in this very very delicate place, very very quiet, and it's featuring a duel between Peter and Adam. Our Adam other Lester. guitarist. Yep. And it's a beautiful moment and all of a sudden we hear cheering for no reason. We don't know what it is, we don't know what it is. It happened two or three times and what we finally figured out, oh, the cameraman is panning to the audience really bad timing bad bad choice from the director of the video bad choice i mean just come on we're you're supposed their their job is supposed to convey our show that we're trying to present okay right so yeah i mean then it you know the problem was he kept doing it after peter asked him to stop said come on just join in with our show don't do that and the guy just kept doing it. And I don't know if it was his fault or the director of the video. But so, therefore, X, all these other things happened. So I was very much with Peter. It's like, you know, it's a drag when you work this hard to get something together in a show that works this well to only have somebody kind of do their own thing over the top of it and disrupt our flow. And it, it was it was frustrating, you know. Right. And I totally feel for his frustration. So do you, you know, as a, as one of the members of the band, you guys just keep the music going or do you guys unplug and walk as well? Well, it, it's, if he's not on stage, we can't, we're not going to play. So, you know, he, he needed a break from that. And, uh, so you, 
stepped off stage and we just kind of waited and then spoke about, okay, how do we come back on? And we, we made a good call and did a bunch of humble pie songs that rocked the house. And it was a great show. So, you know, yeah. And, and a lot of the coverage of this, this thing was by people who weren't there and didn't see how it went down. Just read on Facebook. I mean, listen, papers, are trying to sell, they're trying to get readership, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. So so if you carefully read those articles, it's they'll say, well, be, based on the accounts of this person who put on their Facebook, this is what happened. It's like, well, that's not exactly the most reliable source I've ever heard. That's of, where that's where social media comes in as like the devil, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, like- so so what? You know, it's it's not real. It's not a real great source. You yeah. Know? So anyways that's my take on that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, everybody has their moments and things yeah. happen, you know? And so. Well, was- no, but part of it too is Peter and I feel the same way. We're very excited about what we're doing. We're very passionate about it. And they, you know. And super professional, imagine, I imagine might add. Somebody very professional. Is, yeah. And all of a sudden it feels like we're at a, you know, at a football game where somebody's, you know, they pan the crowd, you know, oh, they go crazy you know we didn't know what the image was on the screen we just knew that they were panning the crowd and right. it was disrupting our thing so it, it just feels bad when you when you have worked towards something you know to be that that good about it and you kind of lose control it's it's not not a good feeling i totally get it i totally get it so that's you know one of many stops i mean that you guys had that was that was in red wing minnesota you guys toured all over the country I always ask my guests this, and I'm going to ask you as well. You know, Mike knows what question I'm about to pop, right? Okay. You guys get to tour the world. Do you ever stand in a venue? Is there a specific vibe that you get from the atmosphere, the crowd, the venue where you go, I cannot believe that I am standing on this stage at this moment. Is there a memorable venue? Well, first of all, I can't believe. I feel that. Almost every show, when I get to play on a rock stage with a rock star, you know, a legend like Peter. I mean, he's this is amazing, you know. And uh, I, I speak about this with Joseph Wooten from Steve Miller Band. We we always talk about this. That I love we're, that guy. He's the best. He's <laughs> the greatest. Uh, super talented guy and just a real deep thinker. Uh, he, he's very expressive he'll about be, his he'll feelings. He'll be here on. Uh, he'll be here in December. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's the best. So he and I had this serious, you know, we had a bromance going on out there, the two <laughs> keyboard players. And, uh, but um, we talk about it too. And one of the things we like to say is, you know, we're, we're extremely fortunate to be in the position we are to be on the stage while, you know, and it's, but we're just kind of part of the whole, theater of it it's a theater piece right you know the audience is coming to see something up on a stage that's up above them and this is part of how the way it's all set up you know so you know do we deserve to feel better than anybody of course not you know we're just feeling very blessed to be on there and be part of it and helping out these awesome talents you know convey their music and you know you you, every night i feel blessed and and uh, grateful for being there. I mean, it's, it's a fantastic job. How many jobs do you get to, you know, do people come smile and clap at you? You know, not a lot of jobs, you know, 
Pretty good job. Mike Mike smiles and claps for me every time I do this there job. You go. So, so you, you've got a job like that. Too. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. My one fan. <laughs> you know, Rob, this is like the whole reason why I wanted to do this show okay. is growing up backstage and being around people, and I'm not starstruck because I was born into this. Um, the average listener doesn't get the experience that I had. They don't get to go backstage and meet people and experience and see what I've seen. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to talk about. When I went backstage to the Peter Frampton and Steve Miller crew, you all are so unbelievably humble and welcoming. And that's, I mean, that, right there, it's what you described. I mean, that's the image that you guys really portray. When they come there and they see that show and they're sitting in the audience, I mean, you're looking at a bunch of guys up on that stage. I mean, incredibly humble and gracious. I couldn't speak highly enough about you guys. Mm, that's nice. Well, I think it would be, it would be very, um, it would be bad to be the opposite, you know? And I, I think, um, you know, in today's, today's music world, you know, we, we absolutely know how, how rare it is to even have a gig like this. You know, I mean, this is, you know, we we don't know how long this will go on. You know, this, this is a classic rock tour. These are classic rock artists who in the seventies were, there was the seventies was one of the biggest times in music ever. There was so much money put into artists and development and all this stuff. This music is amazing. And it's, it's the most money that has ever been spent or made in the decade of the 70s. So we're, we feel grateful that like, okay, look, Peter Frampton is still doing music. His audience loves to go back to that time or, you know, remember those great days. I don't, you know, we know that, that this can't go on forever because, you know, I didn't, I don't want to name a new artist, but there's a new there's all these new artists don't have that kind of support from a label where they have a 10, 20 year career of recording. That doesn't happen anymore. So this this these are what these artists are. Steve Miller has hits for decades, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's what's supporting this whole thing. So we're all grateful. You know, Peter's the same. He keeps making music and uh, but his hits are timeless and they'll be around forever, you know. So. Well, so are yours, my friend, and we're going to go and explain that right now by playing Shambhala. Um, right. This was a 1973 song and Three Dog Night did it justice, but I got to tell you, Rob Arthur hits it out of the park. So let's take a listen to Shambhala.
Was Shambhala from Woo. Rob Arthur? I mean, amazing. Groovy, groovy. Yeah, no, thank you. We had Peter um, Frampton on the lead guitar, uh, Stanley Sheldon on bass, yep. and Jason Chef from Chicago doing backup vocals. Doesn't get right. any better than that. I got to tell you, what a song, man. Yeah, yeah, it's always been one of my favorites. You know, my dad was a huge Street Dog Night fan. We had all of their records, and I just. I know every single Three Dog Night song by heart, and this one's been in me for a long time, so it was kind of easy. I, I didn't have to read the lyrics, none of that. It's all in my DNA. you know. Right so, there. You know, that yeah. makes it so much easier. So you had yeah. Damon Johnson from Thin Lizzy and Alice Cooper playing on your album, and of oh. course, you know, I got to give a little love. I'm not getting a lot of love in return, I got to tell you, so I'm going to jab him right now a little bit, and maybe he will get back to me, but Adam Lester... Your bandmate in Peter Frampton, that Aussie man, I'm telling you, it's tough to get him, but I, yeah. I love his I love his song Satellite so freaking much. Adam is so talented. He's ridiculous. Oh, it's crazy. And you guys teamed up to do this 
uh, mystery trip Beatles tribute band. You're covering yeah. the Beatles songs from 66 to 70. Um, it includes you and Adam, Lester, and Charlie Morgan, um, Gordon, Gordon Kennedy, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and Saul's Sol- Nana. Okay. So there's five of us that attempt to uh, pull off the Beatles music. It, we're a Beatles tribute band in the Nashville area, and uh, we just love it. We love we love doing it. It's such a huge challenge. It's it's we we always say with the Beatles, it's like I don't think we would even be doing this if it weren't for them. I don't know. I don't know if any of this stuff would be happening had there been no Beatles. You know, they they broke new ground. They wrote so many great songs. So we're we're just uh, trying to do our best at making the the sound of those records come to life. You know, so we do it with a live energy, but with all the guitars that they use and the sounds and. You know, so it's it's pretty special, and we, we work real hard on getting the vocals great, you know. Yeah, I mean, you did two shows a couple of weeks ago, right? Last week, yeah. Last we did. week. We did two shows in a row. The first one was the early years, and the second show was the later years. And we uh, sold out the Little Brick Theater in Nashville, and we just had a – it was awesome. It was a lot of work, but it was so much fun, so rewarding. Hey, if I were local, I would have been there, my friend. Yeah, front yeah. row seat. I would have bought that ticket and been right there, because that <laughs> yep. sounds really, really cool. I mean, mystery. A, trip. It is cool. Yeah. I mean, the Beatles were one of your biggest influences, right? Of course. Yeah. Back to when you were a little kid. Yeah, I. I that's the, such a l- large question. I don't even know. What's, <laughs> I, I'll just tell you one thing. When I was three years old, my parents bought me a little phonograph. And I was obsessed with Meet the Beatles. So, and uh, so I would play Close Your Eyes and uh, All My Loving. I'd play that over and over and over as a three year old. And um, so I was, that's, that's where it all started for me. That was the first song I was completely obsessed with, was that, you know. That's great. Hey, know? And I'm... I've just been into music my whole year, my whole life, you know, so. There's the beginning right there. You've toured with some very interesting people, of course, including the Steve Miller Band on this latest tour. Yep. Who were some of your other favorite tour mates? Oh, man. Well, we did a thing with Frampton called the Frampton's Guitar Circus. And uh, that was one summer where we had a new guitarist sit in each night. So it would be some famous guitarist that would sit in with us every night. So you know, Don Felder would would come and play Hotel California with us and nice. play with us. Um, Buddy Guy, Andy Summers, Larry Carlton, Steve Lukather. Uh, From Toto. Oh, my God. Yeah, it just goes on and on, and I'm going to miss the best ones. Some of the best were, you know, Roger McGuinn, amazing. Um, David Hidalgo from from uh, Los Lobos. And it, these, they were, it was amazing summer, you know, to, to have those guys – come in to play with us in our band. And that was amazing. Of course, we've toured with Doobie Brothers, which I love, Cheap Trick, and um, who I love, all those guys. They're amazing. So we, we've had some really fortunate co-headlining touring experiences. It saw, just goes I, on and on. It's, it's amazing. I saw B.B. King. We played oh, B. B. King. all summer with B.B. King, and it was his last year of touring before he passed away. Ah. Uh. That was amazing. That would have been a show to see. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I saw a picture of you with a former doobie that you happen to love, you say, Mr. Michael McDonald. Yeah. Well, we didn't 
we just did a show with Michael McDonald. I don't know Michael McDonald very well, but um, John McPhee of the Doobies is one of my dear friends. Yes. And, uh, you gotta say, say how much I love John McPhee. He's the greatest. So. <laughs> well, my brother is the tour manager for Michael, and we're going to go out and hang with him in October when he comes to D.C., and see oh. him there. So he's a really, I mean, you want to talk about a humble guy, walks yeah. around in his sandals and his, you know, Bahama shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a very yeah. cool guy. Yeah, I've heard only good things about Michael McDonald. Yeah, you can't, I mean, you can't say anything really bad about the guy. He's amazing. He's yeah. amazing. So mm-hmm. you and Cricket live in Nashville. Correct. We like to give people a kind of inside look if if we might uh what do you guys do when you're home off the off the road what are your things that you like to do good question hey (laughs) no well we have a we have a record label that we just started up because of a new artist whose name is jeremiah ritchie Mm -hmm. and he's a country artist and he's amazing and i met him through some uh corporate event that i'd done down in cancun and uh so i i'm thrilled to be running this label highway seven records with cricket she and i to support jeremiah ritchie and we're, we're doing great things with him he's playing the state fair coming up here in tennessee i'll be with him there um we've we've had meetings with all these people in nashville it's great to be in nashville with a a country artist that you absolutely believe in and, and this is a great record jeremiah ritchie's northridge so there's a plug right there and that's that's one of the things we love to do and we work cricket and i work really well together and i think we're a great team and you know she's she's amazing at things that i'm not so amazing at so. <laughs> and so of that, course well give some love to your fur friend oh yeah to frankie yeah <laughs> but uh, we also have lila our kitty too okay so you got the french bulldog frankie yeah and lila your kitty all right, and then of course, so you get to travel the world, and you go home, and Cricket's like, "Honey, we need a vacation. Where do you go?" Well, we were just talking about going up to see the leaves change in New England soon. We'll see, but her kids are down in Florida, so we may be going to Florida. I don't know. We she misses her kids; they're not here, and, they're, and I miss them too. So it might be go back to Florida. I'm not sure. Okay. All right. Well. It's always good to pick different places, and I mean, it's it must be difficult to pick, try to pick new places because you're like, I've been there, I've been there, and I've been yeah. there. Hmm. Yeah, find yeah, some but, new places. But touring is different than traveling. I enjoy traveling, and uh, of course, I enjoy touring too. But it's just a different feel, you know. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, wherever she wants to go, I'll go. Because I, you're right. I've kind of been, I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> I've been everywhere, you know. You have. And oh. one other thing that I wanted to just point out that I forgot to mention um, on your album, New Way Home. Mm-hmm. I was listening to the last song, the title track, New Way Home, which is mm-hmm. track 11 on the CD, which you guys have to get because it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had no idea. I'm listening and it sounded familiar. And I'm like, who is that? Who is that? Joan Osborne. Yep. Well, uh, I'd done some work with Joan Osborne when I lived in New York. And, um, so we have a friendship and we, tr- I, I think I did something for her and she did, she sang for me. So I, I think that's how that happened. But 
she's just, yeah, I was fortunate enough to tour with her and work with her in the studio. And um, so when I was working on that song, she agreed to just come on in and sing a little bit. And um, she's freaking amazing. Amazing. I just said, sing, you know, do whatever. I didn't direct her at all. And she just did the perfect stuff on there. And she oh. sounds amazing. So, you know, amazing. she's she, great. She's yeah, great. She's, she seems like a humble gal herself. She's yeah, very real and very just uh, cool, soul, and cool. soulful, yeah. soulful and incredibly talented singer. Very talented. Yeah. yeah. All right. So also in your in your spare time when you're not touring, you're an amazing artist with your watercolors. Uh, well, thank you. So you're selling high quality prints. You did one yeah. of Frampton. Yep, I did. Peter asked me to. He had seen my watercolors and said, "Hey." Uh, how about doing one of me? And I, I was so thrilled that he asked. So I did. I painted his image, and it, it's the image of when he got his Phoenix, his his guitar that was on the cover of Frampton Comes Alive. The the minute he got that back after thinking it was gone for thirty years in a plane crash, it right. actually turned up, and somebody he was able to get it back. So there's the picture of him holding. It was a photograph of him holding this guitar that he hadn't seen in over 30 years. So I did a painting of the image of that. All right. So we picture. want to know, of course, where is the original painting that you did? He has it. He I has it. it. Okay. We wanted to see if it was hanging in his house or your yeah. house. Oh no, that was my gift to him. <laughs> that yes. was your gift. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. They're beautiful. Absolutely Thank beautiful. You, you can you. go and look at them at robarthur.com. Mm-hmm. And you can buy a painting from Rob and signed, correct? Autographed? Correct. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Heck yeah. Rob could be hanging in your living room, your dining room. I mean, any room in your house. I like hanging in all the rooms, man. You know, <laughs> I, I hang with, anyways, just trying to do my Sammy Davis there. You can have, you can have a guitar in the loo. If you were trying That's to have a cool, you know, view while you're doing your biz. There you go. And trust me, it's not out of the ordinary. I've seen a few rock stars' bathrooms, and there are guitars and musical instruments in there. I think they, that's where you get some of your inspiration. I bet Joe Walsh <laughs> has guitars in every room. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably. Every room. Oh, well, okay, so tell us what's coming up. What, so you guys, are, are you off tour now? You're done yeah, for a little while? Yeah, we're... We're well. We're doing. Um, we're going to be on the Tavis Smiley show in this fall, and we have one or two little, I think, corporate events with Peter. But the tour is. We're not touring anymore this year. But it looks like, and this is not official yet. It looks like we're going to continue doing some work with Steve Miller next year. So nice. that'll be great. No, everybody's happy about the pairing. So that that would be great to just keep doing that. It was awesome. So. So that's next. And, you know, so and I'm just working on my, you know, working on the label here in Nashville and uh, got a few other productions coming up and just trying to stay busy, you know? Yeah. Yep. Well, and we, maybe I'll write another record here soon. We'll see. Oh, my gosh. Can you please get on no, that? Because I'm, I'm wearing this thin. <laughs> cool. I might well, there is to- a first record, if you didn't know. I have a first record that I did be- about eight years prior to this one, and that's called um, "Anywhere But Home" is what mm. it's called. So you can check that out. It's it's a quite a little bit less developed 
uh, vocal styling, but I love it still. It's, I love it. It's got some really cool songs on it and also great players. Peter's on that one too. And um, so that was, there's another one. So you want to get a little more. There's, there's an earlier record. Are we so playing a little something off of that? Oh, is this from album one? We're playing some of your stuff right now. Okay. This would be good on my Sunday morning show. What song is this? Anywhere but home. Anywhere but yeah. home. We're listening to it right now. I mean, it's just like silk, man. It really is. Your voice is like just Thank velvet. Oh, so good. So good. All right. Okay. So, okay. I've got my agenda this week. We've got to put this show out tomorrow on iTunes, <laughs> Stitcher, and Podbean. We've got to get Anywhere But Home album. <laughs> I've got it. I'll send you one. Yeah, please. I want one. And uh, I'll buy one. I mean, seriously, it's amazing. And um, and New Way Home. You know, we, we we try to do some contests sometimes, so I might need one more autographed copy so we can give a lucky listener you a, got uh, a you copy got of New Way Home. Be happy to, because yeah. trust me, you guys are going to want this. I love the cover photo, by the way. Um, Thank you. You and your chucks sitting in the back of a Cadillac. Yeah, 57 Chevy. Oh, a Chevy, a Chevy, okay. 57 Chevy, that's my friend Ed Gertner. It was in L.A. He's a animator at... Uh, Disney and he had this these cool this cool car I said man uh you have a camera okay good let's go you know so so he took the photo of me sitting in his trunk so hey but it was the idea was you know new way home and you can see the road ahead you know it's it's a traveling motif right and then inside you got some I'm I'm at the crossroads and all all the traveling kind of imagery going on there well i'm telling this is like you said i mean with traveling this is the perfect travel album um my girls and i just flew from baltimore straight to cabo kid you not i've got new way home on my playlist on my iphone Mm -hmm, put the buds in i said girls you guys are watching a movie it's a five and a half hour flight i (laughs) i was in i was fell asleep and i'm listening to new way home and oh just perfect. You know, well, thank you, Meredith. Gosh, that means so much to me. Get really you into your it. zone, man. You know, sometimes life is very complicated and busy, 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 and people are on the run. And then it takes an album like this to kind of bring it all in and bring a little peace and calm and chill to your life. Nice. And that's what you've done for me. So I thank you. I'm going to share it. Thank you. That's what I want to do. So, well. Yeah, I appreciate it so much. Thank you. I, you, know, you said <laughs> such wonderful things here, and I'm, I'm very touched. And thank you that I'm. I'm glad that, that you know it found, found a place in your heart because I put a lot of my heart into all these songs, and that that's just that's the reward right there is when somebody feels that strongly about it, and I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks. I mean, it's been a pleasure having you. I am really excited for you guys to come back to the area. I'm going to come and see you all. But- my friends next year you, cool. make, you make sure you you talk to peter you talk to peter and you tell him we've got to go back to baltimore you guys okay. can do the tour but the thing is you got to come back and you got to see me okay i'll tell him <laughs> okay i don't know how much that i don't know how much i can influence <laughs> that but i'll tell him. come on work your magic baltimore wants to but you know baltimore is huge classic rock fans here i mean you know i'm on my radio station 100.7 the bay we play frampton every single day on the bay 
Uh, you know, go check out our, our station. It's the bayonline.com. And you can go and, and check out the station. And, and we would love to, uh, you know, we would love to come out and see you guys next year. It's great. And uh, for you guys listening, if you haven't seen a Peter Frampton show, you are missing out. Be sure to get to one. If you're in the Nashville area, be sure to check out Mystery Trip and uh, RobArthur.com. Definitely go right. and check out his his watercolors and his album. You're going to want New Way Home for sure. Yeah, and, and friend me on Facebook. I love that. So Yeah, I friend do. him. <laughs> Mike Mike just sent you one, so accept Mike. There I will. Go. All right, Mr. Rob Arthur, thank you so much for coming on Backstage Pass. We appreciate it. Thank you, Meredith Marks. appreciate it. <laughs> All right. All right, well, it's time for Local Flavor, and I'm a huge supporter of local music here in the Baltimore area, and I always look for an interesting band for my episodes, and I really found a good fit for tonight's episode with Rob Arthur. This is a band that is considered outlaw country and southern rock. Uh, Rex, Craig, Chris, Pete, and Mike really add a lot of grit to this band, They came up with a song that I love so much, and it's turned me into a huge fan. This is No Tell Motel and See You in Texas. It's Maryland. It's local. It's Baltimore. It's local flavor with Meredith Marks.
All right, that was Notel, Motel, Rex, Craig, Chris, Pete, and Mike. Straight out of Baltimore, Maryland with the song See You in Texas. You know, Mike, I, I picked this band several weeks ago. And I picked this song. And it just so happens it is the perfect timing to put this song out there. Uh, as you all know, Hurricane Harvey hit Texas pretty hard. So we're going to take a minute and give some love and support to our friends and family out in Texas. Everybody there is coming together as a community. Mike and I have friends and family out that way. And uh, Mike, I don't know, my friends sent me pictures. Some of them live in, a, in, a, in an apartment on the fourth floor and they can't even get out. They had no water. They couldn't shower. Uh, that's the least of the worries. I mean, honestly, I mean, you're going to be safe and you're going to be uh, a little stinky and that's okay. Um, but, you know, eventually you're going to run out of food. You're going to run out of supplies. It's really tough. They can't even get out of their building. Right. Uh, I absolutely, I actually know a firefighter from Houston that posted a picture of one of their sister firehouses, which has two feet of water on the first floor. Luckily, the living quarters are upstairs. Fire engines, you know, they can get wet, but not a pretty picture and it's not the worst definitely so yeah i think that the the civic center there um you know had like what nine thousand people uh they were they were close to capacity you know you know being able to help everybody and getting everybody the things that they need just the the everyday necessities um you know toothbrushes and towels and changes of clothes and if you think about it, with everybody being this wet, you know, everybody's shoes are ruined and socks and it's just not like you can turn around and grab a pair or run to a store. Um, I saw people carrying uh, elderly in wheelchairs and it's great that they're coming together as a community. But what is absolutely heartbreaking for me are, are the defenseless animals. And I saw pictures online of, of animals in these shelters that hadn't been rescued. And the water was literally up their legs. And standing in that amount of water for that amount of time uh, can cause great damage to these animals and, and to people, obviously. Uh, but I got to give a, a little love here to, to these animals and an organization that I have worked with before called bestfriends.org backslash Hurricane Harvey. This is a reputable, good organization that is a, a great place to donate money to that will go and help these animals. I mean, truly help these animals. Uh, we encourage you guys go, to go to the redcross.org, um, Houston Food Bank, Salvation Army, and also the Humane Society is doing great things. So please donate, please support. Backstage Pass with Meredith Marks sends Texas a lot of love. Uh, we are with you guys. We feel you guys across the country we know people that are going from this area to come and help you and bring supplies. Anything that we can do to help you know that you have people on your side. It takes a crisis to bring a, a country together that has been divided for some time. And I think we're seeing a lot of love, you know, come into Texas, Mike. Yeah. For a change. It's good. Yeah, it is. So we thank you so much for joining uh, our episode tonight. Thank you so much to the incredibly talented Rob Arthur with the Peter Frampton Band. It was an absolute pleasure to have him as our guest. Uh, we hope to have him back sometime. 
Maybe he'll he'll write that third album and come back and talk to us about it because he was a lot of fun to talk to. Thank you very much to Baltimore band No Tell Motel, Outlaw Country and Southern Rock. You guys kick ass. Loved having you guys on here. And I'm really excited to announce that episode eight, we've got Kevin Martin, lead singer of Candlebox. I was 1995 sitting in my Subaru Legacy and I had far behind on on repeat. So join us for episode eight in a couple of weeks with Kevin Martin and Candlebox and peace out. Just like a Ford.
hanging backstage with Backstage Pass and Meredith Marks. Now get your ass off the tour bus. This is a big-timing comedy production.